This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Pronouncery Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, 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 no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, the Saints have started training camp. They've started to practice. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, They have 136 draft beers. They have a 50-foot TV, LSU football, Tulane football, uh, this is the year. You got now. You got twenty. <laughs> this is the year. You have twenty-seven straight weeks of football from now, from now, from now on. So there's no excuse not to go to the Pelican House and get your drink on and get your eating on. Uh, you can watch the first place Astros if you so desire. Not playing well tonight, but they are in first place. Um, the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. If you hear my wife just cursing up a storm in the background, she accepts nothing less than 162-0 and from the Astros. That's just how she rolls. Well, what percentage of baseball fans in New Orleans would you say are Astros fans? Would you say that's the most represented major league? No, I, I'd say the Cubs are. No, I would say I would say... I would say it's like 30% Cubs, like 30% Braves, yeah. and like 15% Astros. I would have I guessed would, Braves, but why Cubs? Well, what's the no, I would put Cubs because we get WGN down here. Which is yeah, like, WGN. Uh, yeah, so, so I grew up being a Braves fan. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, when when you, before, there was a long time before baseball was this ubiquitous thing where you could watch it everywhere all the time, and I mean, if you had cable, if you had basic cable, you could watch the Braves, and you could watch the Cubs, and you could watch the Astros on Channel 38. That was your choices. So. Yeah. You know, I really think Benson should invest in uh, Major League Soccer and get a soccer team in New Orleans. Oh, they could play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They I don't could, know about that. I don't know. They could play at Tulane Dude, Stadium. Dude, soccer, soccer is growing, man, in the country. They could play, they could play at Tulane football Oh, I'm not football disputing stadium. that. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying whether or not it's growing in New Orleans. We're uh, talking all, the, all, all, those, all those guys in Bywater would be We're talking game. baseball and we're talking soccer. We are hemorrhaging listeners. I can, I can, <laughs> I can hear, I can feel them clicking you something else in iTunes. They're like, it's training camp, and they're talking yeah. soccer. Okay, well, but the, the training camp with Twitter is just phenomenal because yeah. you, you go through, and and clearly, 
What did we do before Twitter? I don't even know how we enjoyed. I think we had. I don't know, but I will say this. I will say this. That's annoying. You have Underhill, Cat Terrell, Larry Holder, and about four others that tweet all the exact same thing in succession. Like at least play off each other, mix it up, like say something that the other guy isn't saying. But yeah. I just I don't need yeah. that in my timeline. Yeah. Like I almost want to unfollow them all and just follow one. They need to have a designated comedian for these papers and like interject like fun comments, you know. Um, hashtag hire help. Hashtag Kevin me. Yeah. Hashtag hire help. That's a good idea. We need to bring that back. Yeah. Uh, clearly, by everything that I've read on Twitter, Kevin Andres Pete is a bust. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, complete look, I mean, out of shape, oh, getting whipped. Absolutely. Yep. Some guy named Bobby Richardson is killing him. Um, well, at least it's not Sheldon Richardson. Is it time to panic? I feel like. Oh, ab- oh, absolutely. I mean, you need you need to fire up the drudge siren. Uh, this is a this is a DEFCON one situation. Uh, you know, like like if if we can't make sweeping generalizations just five days into training camp. Uh, I, I don't even know what we're doing as fans. No, that's the whole point. Owen sixteen. Yeah, Owen sixteen. So the they're gonna Owen sixteen. They're gonna somehow relocate the franchise. <laughs> on the flip side of Andres Pete being a complete and utter failure, he probably won't even be able to play in the CFL. And Andrew Stephon Anthony is just—he's probably gonna be in the Hall of Fame. He's just, he's <laughs> oh, just, uh, just killing uh, it. Uh, Mike Singletary is already. Given up his, his best middle linebacker in NFL history title, I think at this point. I mean, you can hear yep. his, you can hear his pads thump. That's what everybody was yeah. tweeting. Yeah, Vil- Vilma is a complete afterthought in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, Dave, uh, you know, hey, look, you, you know, you're, you're you're joking about this, and obviously you're 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 viewing them in the most extreme way possible. I mean, obviously, Andrew, obviously, Andrews Pete isn't necessarily a huge bust. We don't know that yet. And obviously, you don't. Stephon, and, and obviously, <laughs> Stefan Anthony isn't mm-hmm. a guaranteed Hall of Famer. But the point you're trying to make is that Andrews Pete so far in training camp has not looked really that good, and uh, and had some issues, you know, with the being out of shape comment. And then uh, obviously, Stefan Anthony has looked to be very much uh, like your starting middle linebacker and and doing great. But honestly, I, I would say those are your two first-round picks. And I mean, yeah, Andrews Pete was was a higher pick technically, but I kind of view them as as one A and one B really, and they're pretty much the same. So as far as I'm concerned, the Saints are fifty-fifty. Uh, they're they're one for two, and uh, you know what? That's uh, that's better than they normally do. So I'm kind of happy right now. Well, they haven't picked it's, a good they haven't picked a good linebacker in thirty years, so we're on. Yeah, but but another bad sign today. Um, Andrew and it was I was panicked until Theron Armstead tweeted out an emoji of a smile because Bryce <laughs> because Bryce Harris was getting snaps with the number one team and Turnstile Harris he is horrible for my liver Mexican for yeah 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 I mean first of all I don't know why Andres Pete is not playing ahead of Bryce Harris by now I would have thought that he would be higher on the depth chart and Stephen for Armstead. In front of Bryce Harris. Yeah, so he left but, uh, Armstead left practice today. Yes. 
with an He did. He came back, I think, for the walkthrough. He came back for the walkthrough, so I don't think it's anything serious. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing about Armstead is he's been killing it, apparently, in camp so far. And, um, you know, obviously he's one of those guys on a very short list um, that I would put as a player the Saints can least afford to lose. Kevin, uh, Jaros Bird has yet to do anything consequential. And since we know the Saints lie about injuries and lie some more, um, when is it okay to... Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Be in full-blown panic about Bird never <laughs> contributing anything as a saint. Well, listen, they, they're not going to tell you this, but his head is secretly being held on by duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I believe uh, it, man. And, I and, believe and, it. And listen, listen, I am. Go- I will hold off on being worried until they get to week one of preseason, and if he doesn't play a single snap. Actually, you know what? I'll say week two. Well, that's two. nine days away, pal. Week two. I'll say week two. Week two. There, okay. 16 days. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> week two of the preseason. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, God bless you. Thank you. Um, some, they have, they've had some good uh, bright spots in training camp. Uh, Delvin Bro, Andrew, is looking like... Uh, excuse me, who? Delvin Bro. Is that how you say it? Wait, wait. Who, who is it? Devin. Devin Bro. Delvin uh, I think you mean Canadian Dion. That's right. Sorry. I apologize, Canadian Dion. How could I? You never heard of it. this Delvin bro. I, 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 I have apo- no idea who you're talking I apo- about. I apologize because I am, I am the vice – I am the president of Canadian Dion. But let's just say, hypothetically, he's not as good as Dion Sanders. But let's say, realistically, Andrew, bro is as good as Randall Gay was for the Saints. I feel like if you offered me that, I would take it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. I think he might be better than that. You know, Randall Gay was a decent cover guy, um, but Bro has better size, better, more speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's more physical. Um, so I, I think I, I'm really optimistic about him so far in camp. I mean, he's been breaking up a ton of passes. His coverage has been good. He's, he's got the speed. He's got physicality. 
Uh, and Rob Ryan's been really psyched about him. And, you know, I mean, that's the one thing that uh, Dennis Allen was really brought in to focus on is that area of the defense. And so if there's anyone that can kind of coach that unit up and, and help him acclimate to life in the NFL and develop at that position, um, I, I think he's got the right coach for it. So uh, Bro is probably one of the guys I'm most excited about. And, um, you know, all joking aside, I mean, I, I think – we we've always said. I mean, the Saints need to be four, five, six guys deep at corner because that's a position where we get a lot of injuries. Number one, and number two, there's so many multiple sets with the offenses you face now in the NFL. You need to have a number of guys, and so Bro would give them at least four. If you count Vaccaro, who covers the slot pretty well, we think, um, and then the starters hopefully pan out. I mean, he would be a fourth guy that would really help them. Dave. I hear all these receivers, uh, Coleman and Jones. I don't hear your BFF, Nick Toon, anywhere. Is he going to get cut? Uh, I've I've heard some some not so great things about Toon. I mean, he didn't have a good day uh, on Sunday. He didn't have a really great <clears throat> practice. Uh, I don't I don't know if he would get cut, but because I don't think there are that enough people to really outseat him, but. I just I just don't think that he's ever going to pan out to be uh, the guy that we all hoped he would be. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it's still early. But I, I would say most. Yeah, I mean, at this at this point, I'm I'm just going to say this about Tune. At this point in preseason, every year before now, he's been killing it. Yeah, he's the guy that everyone. Oh, he's definitely going to the Pro Bowl this year. So if for change, that's reverse, and he's having a miserable camp, and it translates to him actually doing something on the field when it matters, <laughs> then I will gladly take that role reversal for him. Um, but anyway, I mean, the guy that everyone's talking about right now is Brandon Coleman. He seems to be tearing it up. Kevin. Yeah, and I, and I think he's, and I think because Brandon Coleman's been doing so great, I mean, I think that that's taking away a lot of attention from Tune just from the media in general. So, I mean, just you know, they're not focusing on him as much and you're not hearing as much about him. Well, Brandon uh, Coleman's got the new new, new, new car smell on him. Nick Toon is like old news. Exactly. He has, he has the anime of a Joe Adrian Arrington award, the, the Mike Hass award. Dude, if, if Brandon Coleman was white, he would crash Saints Report. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's all I'm going to say. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> um, Kevin... I don't know how crazy you get about training camp, but Saturday it was like Saints report did crash. Uh, yes, <laughs> Saturday it was like a thousand degrees in Houston, so I didn't venture outside. I watched the Sean Payton and Rob Ryan post practice press conference. Rob Ryan, he needs to come out with like a uh, safari hat. And like a cooler, and then you just like sit a cooler of beer in front of him. His press conferences are delightful. I think he should just get, they should be go like an hour long. Oh, I, I dude, you're okay. I am all in on Rob Ryan wearing a fifth helmet. I am all in. I am all in. I want him. And here's the thing: I don't want it. I, I want it to be like. I want it to be a piss helmet one day, like the full-on like safari <laughs> shirt and hunting jacket with the piss helmet, and then and then like the next day I want him to ride a camel, in. <laughs> like like I want him to be Lawrence of Arabia. And he should do it. 
And he should say, I'm doing it for Cecil the Lion. Because America loves Cecil the Lion. No. Cecil. No. Yes. Um, Let's not go there. I know. America. Uh, so America. America loves it. Man, it's, it's, I got three with Cecil the Lion King, man. We got a whole generation of kids, man. They grew up on the Lion King. They see the lion get shot, they get sad. Uh, Andrew... The defensive line, the interior is garbage. They need to go get that guy from Seattle that until today I never heard of him, but he started for the Seahawks. He's got to be better than Bunkley. So the Saints need to sign him. Is it possible? Yeah, I mean, well, it's concerning for sure because now with Bunkley gone, you look at the starters, and it's basically John Jenkins who in year one showed some promise, year two – really struggled last year. And you've got Kevin Williams, who's on borrowed time, obviously. Um, little known fact, by the way, Kevin Williams was on that Vikings party boat with Fred Smoot and Darren Sharper. Um, no, he was remember. not on the boat in question. No, well, Sharper claims to not have been on the boat in question, but now, yeah. now that we know what we know now, I think we can all assume that he, there's he, no was, way he, was, he, was, he was driving the boat. in that party. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, but, uh, or at least captaining it, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, as far as, you know, the defensive line, I think Kevin Williams, he's on borrowed time. His snaps are going to be limited. Then you've got Bobby Richardson, this guy that's basically rotating in with the ones as an undrafted rookie free agent. And, um, he reminds me a lot of Tyron Walker, by the way. Um, you just look at his, his description He's kind of a tweener. Like they say, he's too small to be a defensive tackle, too short to be a defensive end. Um, but he's one of those active guys with a great motor, and um, he, he just gets in the backfield, you know. And Leroy Glover was a guy that always measured small. And, um, you know, Tyron Walker was the same way, but he, he's a guy that can, I think, line up at multiple positions. And we know Rob Ryan. We know the Saints. They're going to find a spot for these guys. They're going to find their best pass rushers, their best hustle guys, and they're going to get valuable minutes, valuable snaps getting in there as subs. Um, so I, I think he's going to make the 53-man roster. I mean, it's still early and anything can happen, but, I mean, it, the fact that he's playing with the ones already is a big signal that they're going to count on him. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or just a sign of how light they are at depth. Um, but... That, that to me, you know, you, when you look at what's happened in the last really week and a half with Junior Gallette and Broderick Bunkley, and, and let's be honest, I mean, the Saints, I mean, Junior Gallette's not an outside linebacker. He's a defensive end. The Saints, for all intents and purpose, purposes, they, they run a 4-3. Um, and so, you know, I, I think Gallette and Bunkley both being gone has basically cut their starters in half, moved two guys up the depth chart, and completely – destroyed any depth that they had. Um, so it's going to be tough. I mean, defensive line feels like a big hole, yeah. if I'm being honest. Uh, you know, Kevin, um, Sean Payton said to, to the quarterback, Grayson, he said, I know you can rap, but can you play quarterback after he apparently rapped during the rookie uh, entertainment program? Is that the – is that the best insult we've heard from Sean Payton? Oh, God. Best insult from Sean I mean, that's pretty weak insult if that's an insult. 
Uh, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, have you ever seen a press conference? He takes a dump on the reporters pretty much every day. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's like subtle. He doesn't like come out and just like diss them. Oh wait, wait, no. That time he bought that hot dog. Uh, oh no, that was like a thank you. Didn't didn't he like have a lucky dog cart for the media one time? I think like as maybe as, a, as, a, as an apology or something. I don't remember. <laughs> How about that time that he uh, drank Jerry Jones's five thousand dollar bottle? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's the winner. Yeah, no, that's the winner. That's That's the winner. winner. I take it all back. Um, you know, good Good call on that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) On that, fucking Saints database juge comes up with it again. (laughs) You're gonna have to bleep out that cursing, bro. Freaking, freaking juge five thousand. <laughs> yeah, 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 wait, yeah, wait a minute. The Rolodex up here. Yes, sir. The two of you that actually bid on Dave cursing before I did in this podcast come to the pay window. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why anybody, anybody that knows me knows that I have a terrible mouth. I mean, I, I, I the good money would would have been on me for sure. It was no, the, the money was on the, the money's on me or held. I mean that's. <laughs> you gotta go. I mean, that, me, me or hell? That's like that's like American Pharaoh in a race, man. You, you, that's heavy favorite. I mean, you might be a decent bet, but I mean, held or me. But then again, the Saints didn't do anything stupid, so me and Kevin didn't have any reason to melt down. All right, Kevin, I know your time is limited. Yes. Uh, so give me. Wait, is Kevin dying? <laughs> Aren't we all dying? <laughs> we are. Um. We're going to play a clip at the end of the show. The man, the myth, the late Roddy Piper died. And I'm not a huge wrestling guy like Kevin, but I loved Roddy Piper. And I, the movie They Live is just phenomenal. Um, Kevin, give me like 30 seconds, which in Kevin held time. I know it was like two minutes, but go. Uh Roddy Pipe, like I remember, I remember when Dusty Rhodes died. We had like a, a, again another two minutes talking about it, and we were just talking about promos. And and I, I can't remember if I if I said Roddy Piper at the time, but we were talking about like the the Mount Rushmore of guys doing promos, and it, it's all the the only one that's alive is uh, Ric Flair because you got Dusty Rhodes, you got Roddy Piper. You got Randy Savage and you got Ric Flair. I mean, those are the four, those are the four guys that they'll say anything and it just and it'll get you invested in a match. It, it'll just get, I mean, it draws your attention anyway. Whether you care about wrestling or not, they're talking about stuff and you're paying attention. And he could he could legitimately wrestle and he could put on entertaining wrestling matches and at the same time he could put on a show in, in a wrestling ring. So. And, and, and yeah, like I mean, his contributions, his contributions to pop culture are gonna, her contributions to pop culture live forever. Yeah, yeah, because you know Ronda Rousey's still gonna carry the rowdy name. The, the Ron Jaworski. Ron. <laughs> yes, Ron Jaworski's fighting in the UFC. He's gonna fight Sal Pal. All right, um, so. Kevin, is that your is that your is that your twenty minutes? Is that all we got? Yeah. All right. Bye, Kevin. Bye, Kevin. See you next week. Bye.
Fine. Back heavy I'm, poop. Fine. I'm like Andrus. I'm like Andrus Pete. <laughs> All right. Um. What does that mean exactly? A mediocre podcast performance? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um. <laughs> you know, here's the here's the thing as as we go in these these this training camp. You know, you go. You're only a weekend. You don't know when the in, what injuries where they're going to come. Oh, um, but it's happening. I mean, it's, well, every every no team goes through a year on. Even when the Saints won the Super Bowl, they lost um, they lost Jamal Brown. He didn't play a snap, and they had to yep. play and they had to play Bushra. I mean, so it's like it's going to happen. You just don't know where. Um, I guess before we get to the I guess before we get to the questions, um, Andrew, the, I know they keep telling me the defensive backs are looking really good. But mm-hmm. is it a case of the receivers just suck? I definitely think that's part of it. I mean, Brandon Coleman's the one guy you keep hearing about, and uh, Willie Sneed, the fourth, uh, is another one. You know, the, the thing that really encourages me about Coleman, and we see this every camp, you know, where Andy Tanner is having a big camp. or Oh, yeah, I haven't heard that, one goddamn thing about Andy Tanner. That, that's because he's on injured reserve. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, yeah, in general, I would say you, you hear a lot about these receivers, and that's all great and fine, and they're beating, you know, your, <laughs> fifth, your, your fifth corner, your sixth corner. Um, but the reality is even those guys that make the team, if they're the fourth receiver or the fifth receiver, they're not playing much in games, and they're not really contributing much when 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 something's on the line. Um and why I think that's different from Brandon Coleman is two reasons. Number two, uh, or sorry, number one, you're seeing. Yeah. Okay, why would I start with two first? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I would say number one, he is getting reps with the ones. He's beating the Saints' top corners, and he's catching passes from Drew Brees. And so if he's developing chemistry with your number one starter, then that, that, that's a sign that he might actually be seeing the ball in the regular season. The second thing is you, you look at the Saints having lost Jimmy Graham. Coleman is six six. He has that frame to help the Saints in the red zone. Yeah. And they're going to be looking for someone to replace those touchdowns. Um, and to me, he's the obvious candidate. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing with, with him, I think, is, um, like you said, he's, he's got the body. And the, the thing is that, that that's been different to me, Dave, when we talk about all these training camp wide receiver heroes or whatever you want to call them, is it's always been fun, but the Saints have always kind of had depth and they've had guys locked in, and they didn't really have that great of an opportunity. You're, you're talking about even Joe Morgan when he had the big preseason a couple of years ago. He was going to be the, the last wide receiver and maybe return punts. But this year, they got like a ton of open slots of guys that if you show up if you show up in preseason, not only can you make team, you're going to get quality reps. So that's why I feel like this this year it's a little bit different when we start talking about these receivers and get uh, overly excited about them. It's a wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I mean, I, do you think that... You didn't ask me a question. Well, I, 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 guess, my, I guess my question is of... <laughs> of, of, of the receiver, whoever it is, if it's Jones, if it's Coleman, uh, or whoever it, whoever it is, whoever it is, the Astros just hit a, the Astros just hit a grand slam, really? and they're still down eleven to seven. 
<laughs> it's softball. It's softball game in Arlington. Um, uh, of of whoever receiver makes it, Dave. If it's Coleman Jones, who, pick whoever one you like. Are they going to catch more than twenty five balls? The 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 training camp darling. Yeah. More than twenty five catches in the yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What are you talking about? Coleman's gonna have twenty five touchdowns. <laughs> uh well I wouldn't go I wouldn't go that far. But yeah, I definitely think so. Look, Ralph, you know, a couple of podcasts ago you asked me, you said they're they're losing Graham, yeah. they're losing stills, they're losing all of these these cat re- receptions. Who you asked all of us, who's gonna make this up? Who, where are they gonna where are they gonna get all these receptions? Who are they gonna get them from? Uh, I mean, my answer was one. Obviously, we're expecting them to run the ball more, so there won't be as many balls to go around. But uh, yeah, somebody is going to just step up. I mean, it's kind of a. It, it's and personally, at this point, you have to say it's got to be Coleman. But you never know; things could change. But uh, it, it's wide open, and and for a lot of positions this year, I think, you know, I think in years. We've always heard Peyton and the coaches say, we're just going to give it to the best guys, the guys who play the hardest, doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, there was always a, a, a twinge of BS behind all of that because you're not going to just do that. You have to, you're going to keep the big contracts and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, this year I feel more so than ever, I, I feel like it doesn't matter who you are. You have a chance to make this team uh, – if you play well and practice well and, and you show up in training camp. I haven't heard Well, that, that was always the case, though. I mean, this team more than any other, they don't care where you're drafted or how you were picked up. I mean, case in point, Brian Dixon beat out Champ Bailey for yeah, a roster absolutely. spot well, last year. Well, hey, hey, look, and, Antonio, and Pierre Thomas beats out Antonio Pittman. I mean, yeah, there yeah, are definitely yeah. examples of it, but I, I, there have But, no, you're right. It's this year more than ever, I agree. Yeah, well, I, I think yeah. so. I mean that. It, it, my it, my wife told. By the way, my wife, my wife told me. My wife. <laughs> my wife told me to say that uh, Tim Hightower, her high school uh, alumnus cohort, um, will be will be a superstar this year. Oh yeah. We that, haven't that's heard. Her, that's her hashtag hot take. We haven't heard any of the about. Any, you know, it's only four days, but we haven't heard any of the uh, anything about the Morgans. No, we yeah, I mean, not. Brandon Coleman's kind of been stealing the show. No, yeah. not not the Morgans, the Joes. The Joes. Wait. wait. <laughs> oh Joes. no, the Morgans. Yeah. All right. Um, we I made a joke about uh, Andrew Teron Armstead and his emoji tweeting out that he was fine and we could stop breathing out of a paper bag, and I was joking. But if I said to you, he's the second most valuable Saint player behind Breeze, as mm-hmm. far as they need him playing every week. Yeah. Is that is that a crazy statement? I hope not. Um, I think with him, it's less of a function of what he's done for the team already, and more a function of the position he plays and the lack of depth behind him. Um, so I think right now the answer to that question is yes. You're probably that's probably accurate. Uh, but my hope is that Andres Pete will develop, and eventually they will be able to absorb an injury at either left tackle and right tackle. Hopefully that never happens, but if it does, um, they'll be set up and in position to have a guy who can step in and not really miss a beat. I mean, that's the hope. That's When you invest a first-round pick, and I can't remember what the Saints picked this year. Was it 12th overall or 13th overall? Um, but um, you know, when you have a pick that high, that's the hope, is that you get a guy in the first round 
um, with that pick and that he's able to contribute in year one. So Mm -hmm. um, my hope is that the answer to that question is no, because I feel like it has less to do with Armstead's ability and more to do with how nervous we are about what's behind him. Yeah. um, You know, I I think – I don't know about second most important, but I, I think Max Unger being healthy and, and being uh, yeah. at center is, yeah. is also very important. You know, just considering the way Drew sits in the pocket and steps up in the pocket um, and having to look over that line and Unger being right there in the middle, um, I, you know, I, I really think they need Unger to, 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 to play well and to be healthy as well. Well, I mean, if if – Look, you know, if, if if Anthony is everything or close to what he looks so far after four days of practice, if he ends up being close to that and Unger ends up being the Pro Bowl center, I mean, then then the Graham trade's a home run. And if Coleman uh, becomes the new Jimmy Graham type go-to guy, then then yeah, it, it looks like a home run. Well, I mean, but yeah, but that, that's a I think that's a different. I mean. That's that's sort of an add-on. I mean, you can only it's you can only sort of judge. Well, no, I think Dave's right. No, I I think Dave's right because they they, they could have they could have, have to replace the actual production that he gave. Yeah. Well, I'm and I'm also saying like they could have made the move saying knowing saying hey we've got this kid Coleman right I, yeah. I think that we can I think we can duplicate know, the red zone stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we can get all of that out of this guy that this young guy Coleman that we have, and then we can also get whatever we get out of the trade. Whether it's the draft pick or uh, or the or the, the the actual player for player trade, but um, I, regardless of Coleman, I still think it it was it was good. I still think it was a good move. Yeah, I mean, we'll, and we'll get into you know what has to happen for the Saints because we got you know we got six more weeks until the third September thirteenth when they go to Arizona, so we got plenty of time for predictions and that sort of thing. So we'll get well, to. Well, I, I want to ask this from both of you guys: What has you the most concerned so far? Through, through less than a week. Oh, for me. Go ahead, well, Dave. Go ahead, Russ. I, I was, was going to say, for me, it's Jared's birth. I mean, I, I, he's got he's to be playing. He's got to be out there. I mean, that's a good answer. But to me, Andrew, it's defensive line. I mean, they got their, they got their <clears throat> butts handed to them um, starting in that Cincinnati game where they just got ground in the dirt by Cincinnati and Baltimore and Carolina at home. I mean, the main reason they lost those games I and mean, turnovers were part of it, but they, if you just watch the game, they just got shoved back on the defensive line, and now they don't have Bunkley, and they don't have Gallette to rush, and they're counting on Kevin Williams and, you know, Jenkins, and if they get a Nick even to Cam Jordan and he's out two to four weeks, I mean, the defensive line becomes just not – it becomes, Andrew, not NFL quality. No, I agree. I think you have to remain hopeful of a couple things. I think number one, Akeem Hicks, by all accounts, I mean, he's lost weight. He looks contract focused. year, baby. Uh, yep, contract year can be a beautiful thing, and I think he's gonna. He he already seems to me that he's come back with a purpose, and so you can gain a lot just by a guy like that getting back to his 2013 form. I mean, he could, um, if he could, and Cam he, Jordan too. I, I put Cam Jordan in that boat too. If he if he can get into his 2013 form, uh, th- then it's addition without changing anything uh, with the same guys. Um, but I, I think the other thing you got to hope for is uh, you know Edibali, uh, who, who has been having a great camp too. You know, if one of those guys can step up, you know Edibali had I think three or four sacks last year. 
Um, and if he can get his totals with more playing time into the six, seven sack range, um, and you know maybe Tikaha gets six sacks, um, and you know I, I, I think they can kind of maybe not duplicate what Gallette does, but you know they can patch it together to where the sack total, if you add a bunch of guys getting a handful here and there, um, that they can get close to what the Saints got think, in terms of sacks last year. Ant, I mean, I know he's, he's not known as much, but I think. Anthony's super athletic. They may run those inside blitzes that Rob Ryan likes to do, and when you have Anthony doing it and not Hawthorne, you might get to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, one last thing before we start Twitter questions: uh, Fantasy Football League, um, the regular draft, it's all filled up. If you didn't get in on it, sorry. You know, we got losers. Losers. We got it filled up. Me and Andrew are going to be in the regular. Snake Draft League. We still got spots in the auction league where the real men play. Uh, contact us via DM on Twitter or me, and I will give you the details. It's super fun. The auction is worth planning in just for the draft itself because I will be drunk and irresponsible during the draft. Um, so that. Drew Brees uh, is off limits for you this year. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do a, I had to do a, a, a monster trade to, to turn around the Saints. Um, season. Okay, Dave, the Superdome. This is from Skooks. The Superdome, great building or the greatest building? <laughs> um, I don't know if we could call it the greatest building just because of some of the other wonders of the uh, ancient world, like the Colosseum, but uh, it's a great building, of course. Um. I hate to answer that question so seriously. Okay. Uh, we got a, uh, a question from one of our female listeners, Allie, of course. Andrew, are, y'all bu- are you buying into Sneed at Camp Hype, or is he no. possibly Arrington 2.0? He's not Arrington uh, 2.0 because they didn't give up two draft picks to get him. No, I, I think if he keeps doing well, he's the kind of guy that ends up on the practice squad. You know, he, he's the kind of guy that, you know, is probably your fifth or sixth receiver or uh, probably lower than that. I would say your sixth or seventh um, probably gets cut at final cuts, but is put on the practice squad. And if injuries happen, maybe he gets called up later in the year like Jones and Coleman did last year. So, yeah, I think that's in play for him based on the way he's played. But um, is he going to have more than 10 catches this season for the Saints and contribute in the regular season? No, absolutely not. Another female question. This is from Vicky. What's your take on the whole Drake-Meek Disc. Yes, I expect I expect you to make something up. Well, look, I get all my. I don't know anything about that. I get I've all heard my, about it, but I'm I get all my rapper beef uh, feud news from my wife's younger brother Noel. My wife. My wife. My wife. My wife's younger brother Noel, and he told me that the reason Drake and Meek have a beef beef is because. Meek owes Drake money, and whenever Drake has a beef with someone, it's usually because they owe him money or some such thing. So that's that's my take on it. And, I mean, her brother, he's up on the rap game. I mean, so I just, you know. What, were they, what, know was, <laughs> what, what was the beef? How, how did the beef come out? What was well, it he said Twitter? that from, from her brother, he said that, that, uh, that he, Drake loaned him some money. Uh, and he just hadn't paid up. He, he yeah, but how do we how do we know that they have a beef? What's what's been said? 
Yeah, is there like a song that's out I there? Know, that, no, I don't know. I don't know that much details. I didn't, you know, I did didn't they, get into it. Did they? Did, did like <laughs> Jake go on a on a Junior Galette type rant? I don't know. I have to get. I have to get with Noel, and he'll he'll have to update me because he watches the Fuse channel all all the time. Um, <laughs> all right, this is from Matt. Uh, let's see. Um, this is from Jonathan. At what point will my panic about Jarris Bird be justified? Should we have doctors fired? Along with scouts, because mm. they had a back injury like the day after he signed. Yeah. Well, Kevin Kevin said week two of preseason, so that would be his answer. And, <laughs> and I, I, I I kind of I, I mean I think when you guys remember the Saints took it really easy with Jarris Bird last training camp because of that spinal surgery, and so. They're like, yeah, yeah, and, and I think we were we were all saying, yeah, don't worry, as long as he's playing week one, it's all good. Um, and so he kind of went through most of the camp, like barely playing. And um, I think we saw that when he finally played in week one, he was really rusty. He, his tackling was off, his, his timing was off, yeah. um, and, and he just didn't look that comfortable out there. And I think a big part of the reason for that was just he physically he – he wasn't caught up. I mean, you need that time on the practice field. You need the mental reps. You need the physicality, the live tackling. And if you're not doing that, you can't just suit up, show up, and start playing and expect to do well. So um, so it's a big concern. I mean, for me, the concern's kind of now. Um, but, you know, I would say if he misses the black and gold scrimmage, which is this weekend, it's Friday. Um, so if he misses that on Friday morning, and it all signs point to him missing that for sure, if, and if he misses, really, the first two preseason games, so I kind of agree with Kevin there. And you're basically, like, looking at it. He's not playing two. in the fourth one. Yeah, he's not playing in the fourth one. So you're basically looking at one game, week three of preseason, then being an opportunity for him to get some live tackling in. I, I Personally, I just don't know how much, uh, how good enough of preparation that is for him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically every day that he's not out there, I grow more concerned. Uh, Dave, which saint will get stuck in the cryo chamber and end up fighting apes in the year 10,000? <laughs> Isn't that thing freaky looking, man? Hmm. I want to try it. You know, and they and they come up with all these things, and I mean, are they really helping the Saints? Like, is this is this is are these things the virtual reality 360 thing and the cryogenic bubble cauldron thing? Are are these really the difference makers between uh, winning a Super Bowl and not not even making the playoffs? I just I just wonder if all this is just a little too embrace te- embrace technology, Dave. You're 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 going Mike Ditka on us. Come on. I don't know. You know I don't have anything against technology, but I just I, I just wonder it's if it's be a little breeze, too man. Fruit. It's got to be Breeze. Like Breeze will lock himself in there. You, you know what you sound like, Dave. You sound like one of those old fogies that's like, hey, get what, is all this, what is all get this? What is all this iPhone business? I didn't have an iPhone. <laughs> uh, this is from Bull Smith. Uh, who's the odds-on favorite to be groped first by the Joker after a touchdown, a la Jimmy Graham? That's a great. That is a great question. Um, man, it I, you got to go in. You got to go in, in, in the Superdome stands right, are high, so you right got to jump. Yeah, so you got to jump into the stands, right? I would say, I hope it's C.J. Spiller. Akeem Hicks, baby. Fat guy touchdown. <laughs> Fat guy Ugh. touchdown. Uh, I like that choice. Um, let's see. What else do we have? 
Um, will the Saints be – this is from Falcon M5. Will the Saints be able to win either one or two games in 2015? If they only win two games, God, I hope it's against Atlanta. <laughs> and it probably would be. I would rather go 2-14 and 14 with a series sweep of Atlanta than 7-9. and nine. <laughs> I would I would too. Um let's see. Um uh, Dave, who do you think will be in the first wave of cuts? I hope Kyle Wilson and Bryce Harris are in there. <laughs> That's from Robert. I doubt Bryce Wilson uh well, Bryce you just Harris kinda pulled you me. kinda pulled a Ralph there. You just combined the two Blairs. <laughs> yeah, Bryce, Bryce Harris. Uh, I don't have the full roster in front of me, so I I, I couldn't tell you. I, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be guys that you haven't really been hearing about. It's not gonna be any of the guys no. we talked about. Yeah, I mean, I, the the first cuts are almost they're very rarely are surprises. I mean, yeah. it's always guys that you expect yeah. not to make the team. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I think, but first cuts, I mean, you know, one one guy, I mean. Guys, if, the first cut is the deepest. <laughs> Baby, I know. Uh, <laughs> I would, I would say that, I would say that, you know, there are a couple guys that need to get on the field. I mean, Ellerby is already. He, he came in with an injury. He's already banged up. I think he's got it at risk of of getting cut if he doesn't get on yeah. the field soon. Um, and they redid his deal, so they can cut him in nothing. It's nothing. Um, this is from Dylan. Yeah. This is my, we have breaking news in here. Are the Panthers officially in the NFC South bad D-line party with star Latitula Lele's injury? Oh, did he get injured? Uh, I, I, I didn't hear about this. I didn't hear about that. Either. But that's a, if, it's, if it's bad and he's going to miss time, it's, it's yes, they're in the bad defensive line party. But they have Charles Johnson, too. It might have been – the thing is, Dylan might have just wanted me to say Star Lupe. He might have just wanted me to try to say that name. I'm on to you. I'm on to you, Dylan. It um, says that I'm looking at it now. He was carted off the field with a stress uh, reaction, but it's not believed to be that serious. Okay. So, okay. He was in a walking boot so, without uh, crutches. So he should be all right. Dave, do you guys see the Saints following the 2014 Dallas Cowboy blueprint for success? That 2013 uh, Cowboy, I guess. Oh, no, it's 2014. You know. No, last year they were good. Yeah. Uh, Which is I what, running the ball successfully? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming that's, that's what they're talking about specifically because I don't know what else they did that made them successful, but... Uh, yeah, possibly, definitely. I mean, I, I definitely think that they they plan to and will uh, focus more on the running game this year. You know, we saw a little bit of it last year. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I like Mark Ingram, and I think he's he's a good player. He's gotten better. Uh, but I don't think he can put up a kind of season like DeMarco Murray did last year. No, I don't, and I don't think Ingram's going to do it all by himself. I think that they're going to, no. you know, they're going to do it with that, you know, him and and Robinson. No, and I mean the the thing is the Saints that they're not going to turn. They, Sean Payton didn't didn't do this what they did this off season to change what the Saints do. He did it to get back to what they do well, which. 
in the the fewest times they've passed the ball is 2009, and they still chucked the ball all over the place. You know, um. So uh, is there some whistling going on in yeah, the background? Dave is, is like tumbleweeds. Uh, <laughs> is that you, Dave? This is another. This is another question for for Kevin. Maybe, uh, but maybe for you, Andrew, because you're going to be in our snake league um, for the draft. Who's going to win more games this year, Ralph's fantasy team or the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> Definitely the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the Browns are going to do at quarterback though. They're um, going to be terrible. Hoyer is done, so that they have big. they have uh what was, they have McNown. It was oh, terrible God. for Tampa. I mean, oh, God. um. He's he he was good for like a hot minute and foot with the Bears and people yeah, long think, enough to get that contract. Yeah, um, Dave. Any this is from Miss Marcy Gray. Uh, any chance we see Pierre Thomas back in the Saints uniform this year? Did Dave drop Wait, out? What? Any chance we see Pierre Thomas Wait, back? Any chance we see Pierre Thomas back with the Saints? I, I look. I, I can't believe that he still hasn't signed with anybody yet. Um, you know, I, I, I really am surprised. I'm not saying that because I'm a big Peter Thomas fan, and I'm not. I'm really not looking at it through rose-colored glasses. But I just, I just feel like he had a tiny little bit left in his tank, and he could have really that, that he has a little bit something to give to, you know, some crappy team. Or I, I guess we're just waiting for. It's, it's, it, I don't know if it's going to be with the Saints. No, I, I doubt it would be. It's going to be – I think we've had this question before, and it's going to be with whatever team the NFL uh, loses uh, uh, one of their top running backs. That's who's going to sign him. Yeah, would you think okay. he's – I mean, so I'm assuming he, he's been offered contract. He's been offered a contract at this point. My guess is he doesn't want to take the minimum, and so he's waiting for an injury to happen. Um, so that yeah. a team desperate for a running back. And, and listen, if that happens to the Saints, you know, if Kyrie Robinson is done for the year tomorrow or, um, you know, if something happens to Tim Hightower, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of him coming back. No. I, I just think he, he wouldn't come back because I, I think he's made it clear he doesn't want a minimum contract. He wants to be paid fairly. Yeah. And, I mean, he's just going to wait for they'll, – they'll, they'll get it. They'll have a running back, a first or second team running back for some team get put out for the year before the season starts. It always happens. Because yeah. running back is volatile and he'll he'll get if he'll get a look at but if that happens and he doesn't sign, then it may be done. Final question. Andrew, this is for you. It's from uh Super Saiyan Saint. Kenny Vaccaro is good again. How will Andrew recover? <laughs> hey, I don't know where he, he gets this idea that I don't like Kenny Vaccaro. I mean I, obviously last year was frustrating, um, based on his his struggles, but I want nothing more than for Vicar to bounce back this year and have and be more like he was the year before. Um, so, and, and honestly, the Saints defense really needs it. Kenny Vaccaro cannot be the, the hot mess that he was last year. He just—I refuse to believe that that's the true Kenny Vaccaro. Now, you can tell me it's somewhere between 2014 and 2013. It's somewhere in that middle. That's a wide range, obviously. But I refuse to believe what we saw of Kenny Vaccaro is going to be what we're going to see going forward the rest of the way. So, um... Here's hoping. Yep. So, uh... All right, well, we got a couple more. I take it back. Uh, this is from Bradley. 
Where do I order, where do I order my Stefan Anthony Hall of Fame induction ceremony tickets? <laughs> I mean, you should have you should have ordered them in May when they the, drafted him. Yeah, the day after the draft. Uh-huh. Duh. Better left tackle Harris or Ralph? <laughs> I would say me because I'm not afraid to cheat in a really horrible way, like use weapons, razors. They can suspend me. I don't care. Harris is probably a good guy. He probably wouldn't resort to that. I would resort to, to injuring people to keep them off a of breeze. Um, yeah, I'll go with Ralph. <laughs> I'll go with Ralph after a, a bottle of liquor. Yeah, I, but I but but they need they. I'd only last a week because because uh, Goodell would 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 uh, drop the uh, suspension bomb on me very quickly. Yeah. All right, so that's. Uh, yeah, using a razor, I think that would that would definitely be a problem. That <laughs> would be a problem. So um, it would be like the opening of the last, the opening scene of the last Boy Scout where he pulls out, <laughs> they pulls out, out the, the handgun gun and, just and just starts shoot. shooting people, shooting linebackers. Hey, down. man, Breeze is the franchise. You, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, I can't believe I made a cool movie reference. I know, Kevin Dave, you've seen like four, you've seen like four movies your entire life. Um, and Kevin wasn't even here to appreciate it. No, he wasn't. Um, so as we wrap this show up, go to Canal Street Chronicles. Go to Saint Station. Uh, Andrew had a nice feature about Brandon Coleman today. That uh, was well done. Um, so, and of course, Kevin is uh, on uh, OK Cupid. <laughs> so for Dave, for Andrew, uh, and for Kevin, I'm Ralph. Uh, Until next week, the bar is closed. Roddy Roddy Piper, take us home. I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Adrian Adonis, do you think I'm insane? Do you think for one second now you're running around with your dress on and and your beautiful pectorals that that look like you had six litters of puppies? You're going to come run in the ring and you're going to come run around and mess me up and think for one second that I'm just going to sit there and take up and not come out there and think you know a pulp? You think for one second you and all your splendid glory with your pretty little hat on and all those lovely stretch marks, you know, that look like an upstate map of New York, that you're going to sit there and say, huh, took care of Roddy Piper. Listen, I'm a man. You think something, little something like a knee injury is going to hurt me or stop me, huh? You think that's what I'm made of? You can break my neck. I fight for a living. When you carry a big stick, you know, Gene, you don't got to walk so soft no more, you know. When you carry a big stick, I'll walk. I I thank you very much, Roddy Piper. In my opinion, you jeopardized your career in meeting the Iron Sheik, but you did get your hand raised. Our congratulations on that. That's why I'm Roddy Piper, and you're not. All right, back to you, Vince.